amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Greetings, everybody. Welcome to level one of our new podcast, Gamer Heroes. I am Derek, one of your three regular hosts. I have my two other regular hosts with me, David, if you want to say hi, David, and John. Hey, it's good to see you guys again, (laughs) or hear you. (laughs) Well, we can see each other. Nobody else can see us. Um, Though we are recording this if we ever decide to release it somewhere. But uh, yeah, so welcome, uh, Gamer Heroes. This is our first episode, and we are part of the Heroes Podcast Network. We're the second show to show up on this network, so that's pretty exciting. Um, <laughs> speaking, speaking of music, I do want to give a little shout out to Flying Killer Robots, who did our intro music uh, and our outro music, which you haven't heard yet, for us for the podcast. So thank you guys. You can get a link to them in our show notes if you want to check out their stuff on SoundCloud. So, Fat Beats. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. They're very popular in Europe. So they, we're not they, in they, Europe. They, they make good stuff. They make good stuff. <laughs> so, all right, guys. So this is Gamer Heroes, um, and we're going to be talking about video games. Uh, we'll be talking about PC gaming, console gaming, mobile gaming, handheld gaming, if you want to separate that from mobile, which I do. Uh, and uh, we're going to be going through all of it, uh, whatever kind of piques our interest on any given day. And we're going to go just kind of around a little bit and introduce ourselves so we'll go we'll go alphabetical. So David, why don't you start first? Kind of let us know a bit about you and video games. Okay, great. Uh, so I have been gaming for a long time, as long as I can remember. My first console uh, was the original NES. My old man got it for me, brought it home, and we played Mario together for a long time. Um, right now, I'm probably more of a PC gamer, but you know I like to. I like to diverse, diversify my portfolio. I'm not just one <laughs> specific type of gaming. Um, so, you know, Nintendo uh, is big, big uh, IP I'm a fan of. Um, I follow a lot of uh, uh, MMOs and uh, things like that online. That's kind of where all my PC comes from. And then uh, PlayStation 4, you know, I like the RPGs on there too. So that's, uh, that's where a lot of my, my current gaming is at. Um, my earliest gaming moments, though, um, were probably like everybody else, you know, spending time playing Doom on their computer and, yes. and uh, loving the terrible graphics, but just the rampant, rampant violence. So <laughs> um, that's exactly what I needed growing up. I mean, that really inspired me at the age of 11 to go out and be a productive member of society. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of my earliest moments was doing doing the the treasured staple games of uh of the millennials i i barely make the cut as a millennial but i am one so 
what what is the cutoff for millennials anyway? I think eighty four. Uh, yeah, 84. I was gonna say we looked it up. Eighty four. Yeah. Okay. So we're we're all millennials. Uh, that's that's debated. That's debated apparently, but right. uh, it's flexible. Look, I got my participation trophies. Nobody can take that away from me. Okay. <laughs> That's where, that's where it is. I know there's somebody out there complaining about my participation participation trophies and my entitlement. So yeah, yeah, I understand that. Um, right now, as far as games, though, I would say that personal favorites. Um, well, I'm a big fan of uh, WildStar. I just got into that. I've been doing MMOs for a long time, and I was looking for something that was. Uh, a fun blend of a lot of different games uh, had a lot of personality, and Wildstar definitely did it. So I think that's probably what I'm wasting most of my time on right now. Um, let's see. I also throw around the 3DS. I'm trying to go back and uh, relive all my wonderful uh, Legend of Zelda moments. So I'm trying to hit oh. all the. Yeah, I'm trying to go back through there because I absolutely was a huge fan of of that. Um, that series and those stories, and I definitely want to go back there and experience those again. And thankfully, that's why I got the 3DS, only really to play Legend of Zelda. So, did you play a, a Link Between Worlds yet? Yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, Link Between Worlds is one I'm working on right now. So uh, I'm excited to kind of go through that. I like how it has a little different take um, from you know Link uh, Link to the Past. I mean, that was a a lot of fun for a game too but link between worlds i think they they did a lot of good stuff with so i'm enjoying that quite a bit um playstation 4 this is not super uh, up to date or or topical but um man witcher 3 i can dump a whole day into witcher 3 and absolutely just have a complete complete blast doing it not no regrets no regrets that's on my it's, list man it, it's dude, it looks so good it is so good, and uh, you know there are a lot of people that complain about it because it's maybe a little too sandboxy, and so it's easy to to break off the beaten path and go take monster contracts for hours on end. But <laughs> the gameplay, the immersion is so great. Uh, the soundtrack is just absolutely out of this world. I mean, everything about that game is expert made, and not only that, but when you look at the game developers, you know I don't feel like I'm. I'm supporting, you know, somebody like EA or whatnot that's going to try and bleed me dry with every DLC that they can. You know, I got a bunch of free stuff when I got Witcher 3, and then all the DLC has been been really good. I mean, it's been really substantive, you know. It's not stuff that I felt like needed to be released with the game when it came out in order to be a great game. So, um, that's... Yeah, that's, those are really good points, though. I was doing some math, and I, cause I, I just beat the original Gears of War. And mm -hmm. so I was doing some math, and I realized I've been playing Pokemon Alpha Sapphire for 32 <laughs> hours. 32 <laughs> hours of game time in a $35 game. And Gears of War, which, I mean, I didn't pay full price for it since I'm just playing it now, but it was a $60 release, and I got maybe 12 or 13 hours of playtime out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, That's and even more than what it's rated at. Is it? <laughs> it's supposed, yeah, you're supposed to be able to beat it uh, within eight hours. That's oh, an wow. eight-hour game. Wow. Yeah. Okay, um, so I mean, it's yeah. an interesting point, right? Because I basically got four times the playtime, and I'm not even done with a game that was half the price. Yeah. Well, and, you know, they're bleeding us dry. I think a lot of these AAA titles that are coming out are really less focused on delivering a great experience to us and just like, here's all the flashy shit. Uh, there's a bunch more stuff that would have really made it so that you got attached to the story or got attached to what was going on, but we really just gave you the bare bones, and uh, 
you know, we, we got our money off you, and now we're going to get even more money off you by mm-hmm. getting these seasons passes or whatever the hell that was all about. Oh, um, kills man. me. I, I can't stand the season pass stuff, especially for, like, um, fighting games. Injustice had season passes. <laughs> you know? like it's so ridiculous. The Mortal well, Kombat games did that in, stuff. Injustice made the, mo- the, uh, like the least most amount of sense because it was like, okay, so here's what we'll do. Yeah, instead of giving you, like, really cool characters like Martian Manhunter and, like, Supergirl, we're just going to give you Scorpion again. <laughs> he was a DLC. Uh, no joke, I was yeah. seriously mad about that. I was like, you yeah. guys are kidding me right now. We have Scorpion in your other game. <laughs> right, right. Well, and, you know, I wanted to play Lobo, so I waited Lobo until was I tight. Get... Lobo, I mean, because, you know, the main man was absolutely one of my favorite comic characters, so to get to stomp some some ass with him was something I waited for. But, I, you know, I don't want to do it as a DLC. Just put him in the damn game already. Right. Make him unlock. So, yeah. <sighs> but it's yeah. like you have to wait. You might as well wait on a game like that for the you know the definitive edition or whatever they call it that comes with right. everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so they then... can re-release it at $60 <laughs> for the game with all the stuff it was supposed to have in it. You know, Sometimes since... pretty quick, too. Yeah, yeah. I think Injustice was only a year. Right. That's fast. And one thing I've noticed, and ever since No Man's Sky, and I know that's, you know, everybody hates on No Man's Sky. I'm going to do a little bit more. Um, (laughs) Ever since No Man's Sky, and I got so hyped for that game as, like, my inner Star Trek nerd and my inner space fantasy nerd and my inner, you know, uh, uh, what is it, Minecraft nerd. I was really looking forward to that, and then I go get that game, and I take it home, and I discover what everybody else did, um, that it was all giant fraud <laughs> that we were promised, <laughs> not what we were going to get. And from there, I said, I'm not going to buy any more games on launch. I'm not going to pre-order. I'm not going to buy into this system because it's exactly what it is. It's a system, and they've got it rigged. So, you know, games that I wanted to play, like Deus Ex, the new one that came out, oh, I love Deus Ex, but yeah, I wasn't going to pay. You know, I, I'm not going to pay to get disappointed again. And I don't know, maybe uh, if we can start a revolution among gamers, maybe we can get that stuff to stop, but I don't know. It's part of what keeps me a Nintendo fanboy because, you know, I'm not saying every game they ever really, they release is great, but it is complete. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't, they, they don't really do DLC. And when they do, it's pretty tiny stuff. I mean, Mario Kart, uh, Mario Kart eight for the Wii U did have two DLC packs that included mm-hmm. uh, Zelda stuff and Animal Crossing, uh, and yeah. some and some new levels, but they were very cheap, um, and you still had the largest Mario Kart game that had ever come out at the time. This just mm-hmm. added even more to that. Um, you know, Smash Brothers uh, had a little bit of uh, of DLC as well, but if you stayed on top of it, you didn't really have to pay for any of it. So, right. you know, Nintendo releases complete games, like I was saying, like Pokemon. The Pokemon games, they're full games. You'll get 30, 40 hours of playtime out of those games. And, yeah, they're 35 bucks. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. It, it, it's a good point. I was going to pre-order the new South Park game. Um, uh, the, shattered, <laughs> the Fractured Butthole. Fractured Butthole, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to pre-order Stick of Truth it. was great, man. Stick of Truth is good. Stick of Truth was great. Um, but this game's been delayed uh, by a, a lot. I think like six months or so. Um, and that made me a little nervous and I looked at, you know, GameStop of course wants me to pre-order it. And I mean, some of the pre-order stuff is silly. Like one of the things was that if you pre-ordered before the end of January, you got a Cartman fart pillow. 
Well, that makes Just it what worth I need. it right there. Right, <laughs> right exactly what I need. Well, who you know. doesn't need that? <laughs> Asperger's, remember that episode? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'll get the game, right? But I don't think I'm going to pre-order it. I think I'm going to wait, see how reviews are. Because I, I was going to get No Man's Sky. And I had the, uh, the collector's edition pre-ordered. And as time went on, I was like, I just, I had a bad feeling that they were so ambitious that it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, you dodged that bullet, buddy. I, t- I totally Let me did. ask you guys this. Apparently, the uh, the game The Last Guardian was a big letdown this year as well. I hadn't had a chance to pick it up. Oh. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Has anybody played it yet? I've read a lot about it, so I could I could give you some other people's opinions. <laughs> no, I, oh, I've, I've heard so, people have been tearing it apart. It's just, but really, you know, there are some games that people do that too and you end up picking it up and you're like this is really not that bad of a game uh there was a game um a couple years back it was about cyborgs and ai and it was like a it was a gears of war type game i I forget what it was called it was bio something and basically everyone tore it apart because they're like it's a ripoff it's the same mechanics of uh as gears of war I actually enjoyed the game. I actually thought it was pretty fun. The story was pretty cool. Honestly, it was like Terminator, but like in the early phases, like iRobot phases. It was pretty cool. Mm. Will Smith and yeah. all or... Ooh. No, Will Smith. That would have made I'd the game that. better. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I think the problem with The Last Guardian is is the wait. It's kind of like, you know, Duke Nukem. People have waited a decade for this oh, game. Oh, my God. And when you Dude, push I... a game... From one generation to another console generation, which because this was Last Guardian was supposed to be PS3, and you push it, you know, the better part of ten years, people expect there to be a good reason for that. And I've heard it's about twelve, thirteen hours of play time, and it's fine, but no one really can explain why it took so long to get out. So I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try and be not not like bossy about this or anything, but I just realized something, guys. We just went off on a massive tangent from introducing ourselves <laughs> to everybody. You're right. So we did because I've got lots of stuff to say about Last Guardian and my inner, you know, luck dragon wishes. Three, and desires, just three. You get three. <laughs> yeah, I'm really sorry because I feel like I did that. It's it just led us off this beaten path so much. So I apologize for that. No, but you're, you're good. You're right. We'll get we'll get back on track. So um, I got we'll move we'll move on. I'll, I'll introduce myself then. And we'll, Screw we'll, tracks. I don't like tracks on my games. <laughs> Fuck that. Um, that's right. The first F, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> so so I'm Derek. Uh, I actually am one of the hosts of the Screen Heroes podcast, which is on the same Heroes podcast network. We do movies and TV shows, so you can check me out there. But my introduction to video games was my uncle's NES. Uh, he had Dr. Mario and Duck Hunt. And every time we'd visit, I'd play that. And then when the Super Nintendo came out, um, I, I got it for my birthday that year. So I've, I've had Nintendo pretty much ever since. I've had every Nintendo console except for, you know, the Virtual Boy, uh, mm. which I've actually had to now, you know, kind of say that because I, apparently there are people that did own it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I played it at Blockbuster. I remember playing it at Blockbuster. Uh but I'm, I'm a big video game guy. I'm a PC gamer. Uh, right now I play a lot of Blizzard games. I'm really into Overwatch and Heroes of the Storm, playing Diablo. Uh, I just picked up Diablo for PS4, so I'm playing through it again uh, with my girlfriend on that. And uh, 
playing also on PC. I picked up on Steam old Elder Scroll for Oblivion, playing through that again, which is cool. Yeah. And then with the with the launch of Gears of War four, I got in on that whole deal where you get the codes for the first four games. Mm. So I figured that was a good deal, you know, to get five games. Yeah. And I did that with the the Target deal where you buy two get one free. So oh, look at you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got an inside man. Don't I, let him fool you. I did the math, oh. you know. Uh, so um, so yeah. So I, it was really affordable. So I played through Gears of War one, just beat that uh, on the first of the year actually, and now I'm playing through two. I'm also playing uh, Alpha Sapphire and Pokemon Moon. So that you know that that kind of keeps me all busy with all those going at the same time. Um, but yeah, so I've got all, I've got all the current gen consoles and, uh, including the Wii U, whether you call it a mid gen or, or whatever you want to call it, I've got that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm a Nintendo fanboy, so I'll, I'll be in, I'd be, I'll be in the virtual line, so to speak, to get the, uh, the Switch. As oh as yeah. That. Same yeah. here, man. I'm pumped, pumped for the yes. Switch. I, I want, I'm so the main thing that I'm mainly concerned about is that game title list. Yeah. Because um, they've already pulled out a couple big developers have already pulled out. Um, already said that the games are not going to be made for it. Uh, that doesn't mean in the future they won't, but it's just it kind of. Are these developers who had originally said that they were going to, or they were on the list, the original list? Interesting. We'll have to yeah. keep an eye. Well, we'll know next week. Next week we'll have all the facts. You know, so uh, next week's episode, we're going to actually talk about. There's a big Nintendo Switch event on January 12th, uh, so we'll be talking all about everything that they they do there. And then there's another event on the 13th, which I guess is the the game event. So we'll we'll know in a week, and uh, we'll be able to kind of have a better idea of what to expect. I mean, the downfall of the Wii U was no real good launch titles. So, um, but that that's me. Uh, John, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, yeah. Um, you guys may have heard me on sometimes uh, <laughs> the Heroes Podcast Network with Derek. Um, I'm the guy that goes on tangents and talks about <laughs> things you probably don't want to listen to. Um, I'm just taking But I'll continue that title. streak here in this one. <laughs> I'll keep that streak going. <laughs> um, so for me, first game console... I, I, I had um, NES, I had Super Nintendo, I had N64, I had all the same consoles you had, but the, those were always handed down to me. So they weren't technically mine. The first actual console my parents bought and gave to me, um, and I was, I was a little bit younger, but, you know, we all start kind of young, and I had already been playing Nintendo for a while, it was the Sega Genesis, and the Sega Genesis for me is it, it holds a special place in my heart, <laughs> especially the game Streets of Rage. Yes. Streets of Rage Two. <laughs> me and Derek have been playing that late recently <laughs> as as adults. It's so good. <laughs> um, well, you, you picked up that uh, the Genesis Classic or whatever. Yeah. You know, so we've been able to play. But. Yeah, it, it's if anybody is ever thinking about playing Genesis, game, Genesis games again, I, I recommend the classic. It's really cool. You can play your old games, and it comes with 80 other games, so it's pretty nice. Um, some of the games that I'm playing now, it's mainly me revisiting games, games that I've already beat. Um, I'll give you an example. Everyone has played Duke Nukem 3D. It's probably one of my favorite games. First game we had to load on DOS... 
<laughs> yeah, buddy. Uh, <laughs> but um, Sin City was another PC game that I played at, that you had to load in DOS as well. That one no one really talks about because <laughs> it wasn't that good. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm a big Sim City fan, But they fan, actually man. released Sin City. Oh, Sin City. Sin, Sin City. <laughs> but Sim City is the is also really good. 2000, <laughs> particularly. Yeah, Sim 2000. City 2000. <laughs> um, so they actually released the Duke Nukem 3D World Tour recently. I don't know if you guys saw that on the pop-up on the stores, no, particularly the PSN. Oh, man, I beat that game. In one night, because I was so like, I need to do this now, because it was so good, you know, it's so nostalgic for me. They improved the graphics, the mechanics are a little smoother now. It's really good. I recommend picking that up. Um, so that's kind of me just lately, you know, I have Battlefield 1, and I, I play all, I have um, Overwatch that I'm building a PC to play for, um, but it's mainly just me revisiting games that I've already beat. Um, I beat Shadows of Mordor, and I've been coming back to that. Shadows of Mordor is Love it's. There's a lot of playability in there. There's oh, a lot yeah. to just let yourself get killed a couple times. You'll have new people to fight. Uh, you'll have four new generals. <laughs> <laughs> the way that game works is so it's so good um, in the sense of like it is satisfying, but it also pisses you off more than anything because mm-hmm. you die once and three new generals pop up <laughs> that you have wow. to overthrow. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, that pretty much sums me up. So tangent, totally reached it, achieved. (laughs) (laughs) So I got, I got a question for you, John, Mm -hmm. um, since you're talking about Duke Nukem and it it made me think of this game. Uh, I found it in March for free through the, the PlayStation uh, plus store. I got it is at free. Normally it was 15 bucks. It's called Bro Force. Have either of you guys? Yes. Played? yes. Oh my god, I love Bro Force. Bro Force, it's the best. So we could it's tangent like hardcore on Bro Force. <laughs> I suggest at some point in time we stream some gameplay of that, just yes. because I think that would be a hell awesome. We, we episode. actually tried that, David. Me and me, Derek and Ryan did that on a, a Heroes podcast back in like oh, April yeah. or May. Uh, so it's it been a while. We so can definitely good. do it again. <laughs> yeah, that I game is. I love. Platformers are like one of my favorite things. That's why I say like the Sega was so fun. There's so many of those, and that's why I say Super Nintendo and Nintendo had that. But <laughs> my favorite game of those times that was a platformer was Contra Two, mm-hmm. particularly. So good. <laughs> well, and yeah. for gamers, you know, you get uh, the younger generation right now. I hate to say that because it, it makes me old, but you get the younger generation right now, and they have the the luxury of things like save points, you know, mm-hmm. and things like yes. that. And I think that, you know, if you really want to test your capabilities as a gamer, you go back, you don't have to go all the way back to NES, but you go back to something like Sega, you go back to something like that where there was still a lot of challenge involved and a lot of skill involved. Uh, yep. And I think that, that really helps you get your, your wings, so to speak, or get your merit badges as being a badass. You nailed it. I've got a 17-year-old brother, okay? I went to go visit him for uh thanksgiving recently i brought my sega i'm like dude we need to play this game i haven't i haven't beat it because i always had to play alone you know these are most of the games that's another thing our games most of them if not all of them were co-op oh yeah we're co-op that the co-op the local co-op is becoming more scarce and scarce and scarce and it's it's really frustrating actually um but that's for another topic but yeah, I, so I said, let's play this game. The only thing he could say is, 
we've really got to beat this in one try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, kid. <laughs> Three lives, bro. That's more than you get. <laughs> more than yeah, enough. I remember, I remember the old, uh, there's an X-Men game, and I'm, mm-hmm. of course, a giant X-Men nerd, X-Men game on Sega that was just absolutely brutal. And I went back I and, I played, and I remember it. I'm like, these were the best of times. These were the worst of times. It was <laughs> so good. Um but yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. I think that you know, when you throw back, that's where you really get your roots is to be able to put up with a lot of the shit that games put out nowadays. <laughs> so it's a bit of a double-edged sword because while I want the challenge, sometimes I want to know. There's some games that were too long when I was a kid to really be able to play like every level, you know? Because um, I was constantly no time, did you? <laughs> that was a little bit later. I mean, that was that was later. That was '64 era, you know. But, like, if you look at, like, you know, the original Nintendo, the very first Super Mario Brothers, you know, I used warp tunnels and, and stuff like that, and, you know, because I, I didn't know if I was going to have time to get to the end, you know, and you couldn't you couldn't save. So it wasn't a situation where if I get to level three or level four and I'm playing through there and i got to stop because dinner's ready, <laughs> I that's it. You stop. Yeah. You, know, you have to start over. Or, or you paused it and you just left the TV on. That's what I did. Just uh, left it there. There was one time, I, I, I shit you not, I left the game on three days in a row until I could get back to it. Um, <laughs> TV on and everything. Was that your Sega or was that an NES? Yes, it was. Sega? Sega. All right. I don't know that well, an NES would have done that for you. There were those guys, I think it was like uh, three or four guys who stayed on the Halo 2 PC servers for like two or three weeks uh, uh, because Microsoft was shutting them down and they couldn't, I guess their policy was they wouldn't boot players. Basically, once you logged off, you couldn't log back in. And so these guys just kept it running. And, and there were news stories about it, it a couple years ago now about how these guys are you know, marathon going two, three weeks on Halo 2 so they don't shut down the servers. <laughs> in my opinion, that was such an awful game anyway. I mean, following from Halo what? was so bad. <laughs> Oh, oh, sorry, man. I just yeah. We dual dual yield first, that was the first time we got dual yield weapons. It's okay. a nice yeah. Mechanic. First time we got the. It's beautiful. It's fun. We, we can we can get into Halo versus Halo two later. <laughs> I'm just saying to be able to suffer through it that long anyway. You know that the troll <laughs> is strong in the gamer oh, yeah. community to do that. Oh so. yeah. Yeah, these guys were trying to prove a point, and uh, you know I think they did. I think they I think they did. But. Uh, no, I, I like I, I, I kind of like having the option. I mean, I, I have the Wii U, so I have the virtual console, and I had a Wii before that, so I, I can do that. But I still have the old stuff. So mm-hmm. depending on what my mood is, you know, it's nice to kind of have those save points for some of these older games where I may not have the time. Uh, Super Mario Brothers Three is probably a better example because it had more of the open map where you mm-hmm. can choose different routes. You didn't have to. It wasn't as linear as the previous two Mario games, and. You know, it was tough to have the time to play every single level and hit every power-up station in a gaming session. Yeah. You know? So that's that's kind of nice. I, I like being able to more deeply play old games like that because I have the save points. See, so. it's yeah. placement of those save points. So there are games that have too many save points too often. And then there are games, like, well, you know, now, like most games, you can just pretty much save whenever you want. Mm. You just pretty much hit start and save. But I mean, like, it depends, I feel, but... I feel like if, you know, if most games had it at the end of a level, which for the longest time it was that way, 
when you completed this level, like Duke Nukem, when you completed this level, you could save it. And I think that's probably that balance for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the way Super Mario World did it, where you had to beat certain kinds of levels, like a ghost house or a castle or something to be able to save. Because it, it gave you a goal, you couldn't just save every time. Uh, right. But it, it wasn't too infrequent either. I mean, every world that you went to had something that you could save at. So, you know. Sure. So, so what are you guys, uh, what are you most anticipated for? What are, what are we looking forward to this year? Well, I think for me it's the Switch. It's it's the Nintendo Switch. It's not a game. That's it's not a game. All right, we gotta pick a game. I gotta I'm just pick a game. Um, so for my game, then I think uh, most anticipating. That's a really good question. Uh, David, you got one. Go, I am Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Oh, of course. As of if course. I was surprised if I could sit here and geek out more about. You know, Legend of Zelda. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to that game. So, and that ties into you know my anticipation of the Switch. Um, but you know, that's that's Nintendo. Um, man, PC games that I'm looking forward to. Of course, I, I look forward to MMOs. So that's a whole different beast. They all come out. Uh, there's a new one all the time, and very few of them are any good. So, um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I can't even think of anything on PlayStation necessarily that I'm really looking forward to as much as Breath of the Wild for for the Switch. So not even Mass Effect Andromeda, that's that's probably I never got into Mass Effect. And really? I'm, I'm a sci fi nerd, um and you know, I, I could have every reason to get into Mass Effect, but it was just never never something I played through. I always watched my friends play through it and they had a great time. Um but no, I never never ran through a shepherd, never did anything awesome with him. Well, if, if, since I don't know a lot of the titles that are coming out for the Switch yet, it, it'll probably end up being one of those. But for now, I'm actually going to go with South Park, um, the, really? the Fractured Butthole. Um, yeah, <laughs> you I, just like to say that. That's I, awesome. do, I do. I, no, um, <laughs> while I really liked Stick of Truth, um, it was a 360 game, you know, so it's a little dated now from that standpoint. And I'm excited to play it on a current-gen console. But I also love that persona of all those characters. They're superhero and supervillain personas. I, I love oh, that. Oh, man. You know, Mysterion. Mysterion, <laughs> Professor Chaos. I, I love all that stuff. And so I'm really excited to have those as, as playable characters. I'm, I'm pumped for that story. I'm really, really looking forward to it. Enough so that I, the only reason I would pre-order it is because you get Stick of Truth for free. And so mm. I can play it on PS4 or play it on Xbox One. I mean, uh, you like to get those those offers where you get one for free, brother, or at least one for free. Good for you. I have Got a, a ball off a budget. I mean, you know, the, 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 I mean, I was going to do that, and then it turned out that uh, Stick of Truth is one of the backwards compatible games for the Xbox One. Mm. So the cool thing about that is that it actually saves your progress in the cloud. So it knows how you know everything that I did on the 360 and it ports it all over to the Xbox One, which is pretty cool. What, the Switch right now doesn't have any sort of reverse compatibility that we know of, does it? Zero. And with, uh, you know, it seems funny because the X-Bone and the PS4 were both like, oh, no, no, please don't riot. We will give you reverse compatibility. Now, how to what degree they've delivered on that, I can't really say. I'm kind of surprised that, Nintendo would, would, I mean, but they've been good about being able to get digital downloads for old stuff, so that that's kind of cool. But 
I don't know. I don't want to have to go buy. And theirs aren't really expensive. I just don't want to, have to go buy a whole bunch of old stuff all over again. Right. You know? Right. That's the big question, right? Because you know the way they did it now is if you had a virtual game on the Wii and you wanted it on the Wii U, um, it was like a dollar or a dollar fifty. And you know, at that level, it almost becomes insignificant for for both sides. I mean, yeah, it's only a buck for me, but then why even bother charging me just a buck? Right. Um, you know, but it, I mean, it does add up. For the, I expect them to do that. I would not be surprised if the virtual console that you have today, the one from the Wii and the one that's on the Wii U, if that doesn't just become available on the Switch. Because mm-hmm. if you take out Wii U titles for a minute, if we just remove Wii U-specific titles, all of the other Nintendo titles that have ever come out from the Wii back, aside from the Virtual Boy, um, would be compatible on the Switch. You know, from a controller perspective. From a um, gameplay perspective. it's They're all one-screen games. They're all controller games. Um, you know, the Wii had some, some motion stuff built into some of their games like Wii Sports, so you probably couldn't do those, but those aren't on the virtual console for the Wii. Um, so those aren't really in that conversation. Games like Donkey Kong Country and Mario 64 and, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. There's no reason that those emulated versions can't work on the Switch. And I have a Nintendo account, so that they know what I've purchased. They know what I own. They knew that when I uh, migrated my Wii to the Wii U. So... I expect, maybe not at launch, but I expect within the first 6 to 12 months for that to be a thing. Well, and here's something I want to point out is that as a Nintendo Nintendo fan like you are, somebody who's absolutely 100% behind Nintendo, they haven't really given you a reason not to be. They really haven't let you down in a kind of way. And not that PlayStation has let people down necessarily or Xbone has let people down, but the titles that you typically see that come out on on those platforms are the ones who are getting all the real heartache over. So you don't really have that kind of bad experience. And so as you know, as a consumer, you can have that kind of faith and go into buying a Switch with that kind of faith that you're probably going to end up getting some of your old stuff back. Which not really a guarantee that you get if you follow every every single uh, console right now. And actually, I was just not to completely take over the conversation. I was just thinking of a game that I'm looking forward to, and John, being a fighting guru like you are, uh, and since it kind of ties back to earlier, Injustice 2. Yeah, I was just thinking about Oh, that. yeah. Yeah. Totally so forgot I'm, about that. I'm thinking with, uh, since it's going to have Supergirl, and I'm hoping, I'm praying that the Red Lantern thing really becomes a, a cool thing well, for you to get to go through on her. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, what's his name? Come on, Atrocitus is... Mm-hmm. is uh, a confirmed character, which is really right. interesting because he's very obscure. Well, I mean, not in the Green Lantern universe. I mean, he's he's the leader of the Red Corps, so... But people right. who don't follow Green Lantern, like my... Like, I don't really... I do follow DC, and... Yeah. But I'm a Batman guy, like, you know, I'm a sure. Justice League guy. I don't really follow, you know, the uh, Green Lantern specifically. There's a lantern for every color, I know that. <laughs> but for... To, to David's point, though, there was a time where Supergirl was a Red Lantern. And they all would, have been at some point, no? Not They all haven't been Red Lanterns. They've all been some Lantern because of right. uh, Blackest Night and Brightest Day. Uh, but she was a Red Lantern for a little while, and it would be really cool to have a Red Lantern Supergirl playable. Oh, well, guys, so you're going to have to pay for that DLC. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I'm shelling out for that. 
<laughs> no, that's a good one, man. I, I'm pretty stoked for that. Um, I don't know. Like he, Derek already told you, I, I like to play a lot of horror games. We've got some good horror games coming out next year. We've got Friday the 13th. That's mm-hmm. actually going to be playable. You're Jason Voorhees slaying shit. Like, who doesn't want to do that? Just murder some some teenagers sleeping together, you know? Or <laughs> <laughs> um, like if they were, like, if they were prudes and then, like, suddenly got – because that's what the theme was back in the day with the movie. Yeah. Laid on screen, you were suddenly a target. Like, it was – there was a lot of subtle – so, so wonder, how, you know, how's this going to work? Is it if it didn't let you kill people who didn't have sex or do something bad? Right. <laughs> That's sin. Well, so I was going to ask: is is the big if you're Jason Voorhees, is the big bad in the game the Virgin Girl? Um, I'm pretty <laughs> I mean, sure. I have no idea from what I've saw and what I've watched. Um, basically, you have targets. You have people you need to kill, and certain kinds of people. Um, but really it's just, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a hack and slash game. Um, so does that put it more in the horror or is it more of like an Assassin's Creed where we're going to have Jason Voorhees jumping into hay bales? And stuff? <laughs> I don't think we're going to see that. All right. Do you, do you guys ever play uh, Outlast or, uh, I, I mean, just Outlast downloaded two. it. Oh, it's creepy. It's scary. It's going to be fr- the second It was one. free on Xbox live. So, oh yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's an excellent game. You, you you don't really do anything except for walk around in the point of view of a camera, find mm. things in this uh, asylum-like place. Um, so they're, they're supposed to be adding some new mechanics for Outlast 2. Prey is a new one that's supposed to be really good, too. Some horror and sci-fi elements to it. I'm nice. surprised none of you guys uh, uh, mentioned the Crackdown game. Are you into that? The third Crackdown's coming out. Never been I, a I fan never of that franchise. Yeah. So. Not Red Dead Redemption really... number two is supposed to be coming out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's okay. You know, <laughs> I, I loved the first one. I'm I'm looking yeah. forward to the new one. I think it'll be good. I mean, there's some people can get bored doing nothing but going out and trying to shoot birds <laughs> out of the sky. No, nope. they can have a lot of time. Just David, <laughs> I just watched Westworld. And now all I want to do is play Red Dead Redemption, <laughs> yeah. just to do that stuff. Yeah. No, I, I'm down with that. I'm down with Red Dead Redemption, though. I think it'd be good. Yeah, yeah those, we, those, we, we haven't really seen really anything from it yet. We just have the the fact that it's True. being released. I mean, we don't even know the official title. So. True. I'm kind of surprised that it's a 2017 release based on how little has been shown for it at this point. So if it got pushed to 2018, I mean, I'm not going to be too surprised. Right. Well, it, and I would be excited for Resident Evil 7. However, I'm pretty freaking certain it's not a Resident Evil game. It's a cheap ripoff of PT. <laughs> mm. Let's be honest. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I'm very skeptical of that game. Um, I'm sure it'll be fun. I'm sure it'll be cool. It's just not Resident Evil. There's no Leon. There's no Chris. This isn't no. Without my guys and my girl Ada, this ain't no. This is not Resident Evil. It's bullshit. <laughs> I can tell you feel passionately about it. Oh, John, yeah, what do you I think? Of, what do you think of the movie. movies for Resident Evil then? Since, oh uh... my god, <laughs> so good, right? I think Mila's best role ever played was in. Um, was in the Fifth Element where she just goes lee loop loop. It's just. <laughs> Where she doesn't have real lines. Well, I, I I like her. She's not the problem with those movies, but uh, oh really? 
conversation for another time. I was just giving you a hard time. It's One thing I'm kind of excited about, I won't be able to play it anytime soon, but I'm really pumped for the Star Trek Bridge VR game. Yeah. So, for those who don't know, it's a, it's a VR game for PlayStation VR, and you and your friends take up the different jobs or the positions on the bridge. You you know, someone's the captain, you have a helmsman, uh, science officer, tactical, so forth. Very similar to Artemis, if anybody has ever played Artemis, except it's VR and not just all uh, on computer screens. And uh, they had it uh, demoing at Star Trek Mission New York. That's and while cool. I didn't get to demo it, I got to watch. Uh, the line was just way too long. and I mean, it just looks awesome. It looks really exciting. It's all based in the the Kelvin timeline, which is the JJ stuff. Um, so will somebody, I'm really... Will somebody get to play Sigourney Weaver's role from Galaxy Quest? <laughs> just repeat whatever the, the computer says. <laughs> oh, Wait a minute, DLC. You'll have to pay for that. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's extra. That. Yeah. That's the Sigourney Weaver season pass. Um, right. Yeah. No, that... that I, I love Galaxy Quest, so that'd be pretty pretty awesome if there was a Galaxy Quest VR game that Sigourney Weaver voiced her character in. So, is there a so since we're talking about that? Well, let me back up. There's gonna be a new Alien movie. Yes, I'm so about that. And this is not the Alien channel, but as movies tend to bridge off into video games, they've had a lot of luck with some good Alien video games. Uh, what do you guys think? You guys think we're gonna see anything like that coming around the corner? Um, I don't know. I mean. Uh, the the most recent game, the most recent Alien game, which I'm drawing a blank on the title Isolation. of. Isolation. Thank you. Isolation. Alien Isolation. So good. That's a horror game if you ever want to play horror. I haven't played it yet, and I'm, I'm waiting to do it on PC when I got it built. Mm-hmm. I have, like, a list of things on Steam I want to buy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, so, I love what I've played, but I can't get very far. I'm so, I, I don't know what it is about it. I'm having a really hard time. I've gotten to the first real xenomorph that you encounter. Because uh, there's a lot of like androids and stuff you encounter before that. and So you're in it a few hours before you see an alien, a xenomorph. And uh, I, I can't get... I can't. It, it's walking around and you're supposed to sneak past it to an elevator. And I just can't get there. It kills me every <laughs> single time. Um, but it's the only video game that... Except for maybe a few parts of The Last of Us that I can say have really stressed me out from a horror perspective. Uh, Dead Space, dude. Play Dead Space. Oh, man. Dead that Space. Is that is a mind Good job. and scary. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no. Like, you'll be so... You will forget about being scared because you'll be so damn pissed that you're in this room with no gravity and you can't fucking get to the door. <laughs> and there are things, creatures jumping at you <laughs> in zero gravity. It's worth your time. <laughs> No, that's that's fair. I never I never got a chance to play the Dead Space games. Uh, speaking of The Last of Us, is the sequel slated for 2017 or is that a later release? Uh, there hasn't been much about it. Um, okay. it they was just, just well, they mentioned had the little it's trailer. happening. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't mean, think technically we've seen more. Maybe. We've seen we've actually seen more of The Last of Us two than we have of Red Dead Redemption two. That's a fair point. So that's a fair yeah. point. <laughs> just you know, uh, I, mm. if. If The Last of Us 2 comes out in 2017, that will be the game I'm most looking forward to yes, in 2017. Yes, I have to agree with you 100%, because Last of Us is in my top five games of all time. It's amazing. It might be, from just a, a quality and story perspective, not like a personal favorite I like to sit down and play, but just straight up objectively, I think it's the best game I've ever played. 
Wow. So. Oh, I mean, it deserves all that praise. It's it's really good. It was well thought. Naughty Dog never never disappoints, man. When you get a chance, I don't, David. Have you played the Uncharted games? Oh man, I'll tell Dude. you what. That that was really the breaker for me between going for Expo or PS4 when I wanted to get mine was which was I going to be able to get? And I mean, Uncharted is just so fantastic. And I know. I play it. I play it imagining that I'm playing a Nathan Fillion character, which is perfect for, <laughs> for all my gaming needs. But it's just so fantastic. I mean, it's it's you know everything that we loved about Indiana Jones put into a video game. If there really could have been right. a Indiana Jones video game at the time that those movies were super topical. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, I absolutely love it. I, I have nothing bad to say about that entire franchise oh i i you know i own them like i i even thought a thief's end mm-hmm. being as it's the last one um i was actually satisfied at the ending i was like i'm good like i'm happy right. like usually you get pissed off <laughs> right, but it's not though is there going back because they're doing was it the yeah the legacy they're doing or that. yes yeah, yeah they're doing that like uh, misadventures and it's like different characters like I think it's right. going to follow Chloe and Sully more yeah yeah so, so I was when I was playing that game uh, the entire time that I'm playing it and I had also been watching Burn Notice at the time I'm sitting here and I'm thinking for Sully uh, absolutely <laughs> yeah, I know. absolutely how I that know. that would have been so good oh man I know no, That's no, no! Fantastic. Like the most, yeah. Bruce Campbell in in um, Burn Notice is just—he's Ash. He just always plays Ash. That's <laughs> but true. Like, That's true. But like in a different role. Like we're watching Xena, right? Me and my wife, mm-hmm. and uh, he's in about eight episodes. It's just Ash as a thief. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's, love Bruce Campbell though. Um, oh yeah! All right. Oh yeah! Yeah, I I mean, I don't want to ramble anymore about Bruce Campbell because I love the man. And if he's ever listening to this, we need to hook up, not oh, in a sexual way. That's what she's... Just go to a Wizard World con, man. He's at all the Wizard Worlds, so, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Let's, let's transition. <laughs> let's transition? What, what, what do you want to transition to? Well, we talked about some horror games that were coming out. You talked about Star Trek Bridge, how you were pretty stoked about that. Um, well, there's a, lot, there's a few other space ones. I'm surprised uh, none of you guys mentioned Halo Wars 2. Not stoked about that one. I mean, here's the it, it's an RTS, and I love Halo. Halo's the reason that I really went Xbox back in the day anyway, um, yeah. was because of Halo and why I, I, had all, I have had all of the Xboxes and the PS4 and the PS1 are the only PlayStations I've had. So uh, Halo had a lot to do with that. But I have a lot of RTSs to play. I still play Age of Empires 2, which continues to get expansions on Steam. I play Rise of Nations, and I play StarCraft. And those are all PC games I know, but they're great RTSs. Halo, for me, has always been a first-person shooter. I want the story. I want Master Chief and Cortana and and that type Mm -hmm. of thing. Not saying it's a bad game, not saying there's anything wrong with playing it, but it's never been exciting for me. Well, it's like um, they did that with Tomb Raider. They kind of did a similar thing with Tomb Raider. It just it just doesn't work in that particular setting. So I, I just was curious to see your guys' thoughts on that because 
I have to agree. I feel like it doesn't really make sense for Halo, but I mean, it is what it is. They obviously made one before, <laughs> right? So uh, yeah. it, it was somewhat successful, I would say. People played it. Yeah, I mean, you know, Halo's tried a couple of different things over the years. You know, there's been a prequel game. There's been a uh, ODST, which is kind of a companion game, uh, which mm-hmm. is probably the best one in the franchise. I would agree. Uh, I would agree. Five, Five is really good, but ODST is fantastic. Um, and yeah, they did the RTS thing, and um, oh, there's there's another one that was a digital only game on Xbox One that I'm drawing a blank in the name of right now. But um, you know, so they, they've tried to branch out a bit because let's face it, it's their biggest exclusive franchise. I mean, yes, they have Gears of War, um, mm-hmm. but Halo Halo launched. Microsoft into the gaming world. Without Halo, I don't think we would have seen a Gears of War, or at least you know, it would have gone on I would have never bought the original Xbox, ever, if it wasn't for Halo. And online gaming for the first time, really. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a fair example. I mean, you know, GoldenEye for the 64 probably <laughs> was, you know, the revolutionary console first-person shooter, <laughs> out, you know, if you're taking out PC games. Um, and then Halo came along and, and did it again. Um, so I get that they want to expand on that franchise as much as possible. And I mean, let's face it, there really aren't any RTSs on consoles. There just aren't really that many. Um, so it's it's an open market if there's interest. Yeah, that's a good you point. Um, I think there's some pre-order stuff with it. If you pre-order it, you get something. I don't remember what. Um I think you get to play four days early, and you might get a copy of the first one, if I remember right. I can't remember, but you know, if you like if you like Halo and you like RTSs, I'm sure it's worth checking out. It's not my thing personally, so I I, I mean, most likely I won't be getting that game. But you know, like you said, if people enjoy it, they'll have fun with it. I mean, that's their thing. You know, space it. games. I think space games for me right now. Because, you know, like I said, sci-fi is a big thing for me unless it's Mass Effect and then I just drop the ball. Um, <laughs> I think it's still under development, so it's not even something I can say I'm looking forward to in the immediate, immediate future. But Star Citizen uh, is meant to be the salve for the burn that I got from No Man's Sky. And so I'm having an immense amount of fun kind of following that. And, you know, you get in when you can because there's a, a specific time frame where they'll let you get a free ship and play for a bit. Um but I don't really have the money to put down on it. And again, following No Man's Sky, I'm not putting my money down on anything new right. before it's finished anyway. But it looks really good. And so if anybody is really looking for something that's going to possibly in the near, well, maybe year, year and a half, two years, maybe further down the line, and meet that space need, I think that's probably what's going to be, if they can pull it off, that's going to be what, what makes it happen. Yeah, I, I've heard really cool things about Star Citizen. So I'm, I'm keeping an eye on it. Uh, but again, yeah, I'm a little hesitant because of, of No Man's Sky, and that's not necessarily fair. It's totally different companies, totally different games, but, you know, we have been in that position now where pre-ordering is almost forced upon us to get the whole game sometimes. You know, there's all these exclusives you get for pre-ordering and, and early access and things of that nature. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see. I'll, I'll hold out for it. 
And it's not necessarily, I mean, it's not necessarily fair to say, you know, oh, since No Man's Sky failed, then, you know, everything else you can't really trust to buy new. But I think what it was for me is that I, I was convinced, you know, when you get a game from somebody like EA, there's a decent chance you're going to get ripped off in, in the initial purchase. DLC may be worth it, but you're going to get ripped off in the initial purchase. But when you see these indie companies that come up and they're putting out all this awesome, awesome product, you know, like Broforce, um, I, ha- I had faith that indie companies really didn't have that same sort of ability to kind of pull the wool over our eyes, uh, as you'd see from one of the bigger companies that know that the title will, will command that price regardless of the lack of content. But once No Man's Sky did it, um, and, and maybe it was the overhype, but once No Man's Sky did it, and that, that as an indie company that kind of ruined it, told me, okay, I can't really trust... I can't really just assume that I can trust anybody coming out just because they're a little guy with something to prove. You know what I mean? They will still try and get you over if they can. I mean, I, I totally understand that. I think it's definitely the case with company with some companies. Definitely EA. EA has killed me for sports games. I mean, I used to buy Madden every other year, you know, and now it's like I can't even play online because you have players. You have to pay to upgrade your players' stats and all this stuff, and that's just BS. Um, but, you know, for the indie guys, I think in this case for No Man's Sky, it was so ambitious. And the truth is they should have done some type of alpha pre-launch situation for people. Um, but, you know, there, there are still good indie companies out there. One uh, that, that I, I really want to point out because I'm, I'm a little bit of a fanboy of them is uh, Image Inform. Uh, Image Inform, last time I checked, is only like 12 people. Uh, they did the SteamWorld games. So their SteamWorld Tower... Uh, SteamWorld Dig and Heist. SteamWorld Heist is the third one. Each one's a different genre. You had Tower Defense, Platformer, and uh, turn-based uh, turn-based RPG. And um, they're all really great, wonderful, steampunk-style games. Uh, SteamWorld Dig is... I can play for hours and hours on end over and over. And they've got a new one that they announced that will be coming out for the Switch. Um Sweet. I don't remember. I don't remember if they said 2017 or not, but I mean, my eyes are glued to their <laughs> their Twitter feed. Um, so check check those guys out. Check out Image and Form. They're really cool. I actually, if you go to HeroesPodcast.com, I've got a review of SteamWorld Heist out there. If you want to check it out and kind of see my thoughts on the game, um, it's they're they're a lot of fun and they're cheap. I mean, they're they're cheap, like you know, ten dollar games on the eShop. You can get them on the 3DS. You can get them on Steam. Um, I think SteamWorld Heist actually came to uh, to the next gen consoles recently. So, That's cool. Uh, for for Dig for SteamWorld Dig, I would highly recommend using a 3DS uh, or a 2DS because the way it handles the dual screen is actually really awesome. Um, versus some games where it's a little gimmicky, they really do it well. So, well, and you'd mentioned that you did a blog post on it on it on the site too, right? Yeah. Right, and I think now that we've got a channel. Uh, that we can kind of dedicate to video games. We can have a lot more blogs and discussions and posts like that about about those sorts of things that I kind of look forward to. You know, getting uh, getting off and maybe we can if we can do our tangents as blogs, we can maybe <laughs> trim them out of the video. No promises with myself and John here, but um, I told you I have a standard to uphold. <laughs> well, I, I go on tangents too. Yeah, so. I, I do. I do plenty of tangents. No, yeah, we. I mean. The, uh, you know, the, the site is more podcast-focused than it had been in the past, but we still have uh, a whole article blog-based blog section. 
Um, in fact, uh, Ray, one of the co-hosts of Screen Heroes, she did uh, an article earlier this week about her 2017 uh, predictions for uh, the best 10 movies coming out in 2017. So yeah. we're still doing articles. Um, we'll, we'll definitely do some video game stuff. Um, as, as things come out, you know, and, and things like that, we've got, uh, we actually have press access to Nintendo, uh, oh, which sweet. is, which is pretty cool. So every once in a while we get something out before the bulk of the crowd does. Uh, well, you so. better, better start milking that, uh, contact for the switch. <laughs> hey now, it's, uh, hey now, we're already I staying. Mean, I will, I will probably fondle anything he wants me to, to get that switch. <laughs> heard it here you heard it folks. here. <laughs> uh, you, heard it, you heard it here f- first. Oh, oh, it's the oh, silver is, bullet talking. I, I, didn't, I didn't realize we had sponsors on the show. Um. <laughs> no sponsors. Remember, this video is this is uh, banned. You're not going to oh, see. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, people got to really pay for that. If you thought that we were going to get through this without dropping the f bomb, or maybe you could just kind of edit that out, I'm pretty sure John's going to make sure. That there's going to be explicit material all over these things, so I think we're we're just resigned to the fate of having to be adult content. And we talk I'm about right Nintendo, so I feel bad for the kids, you know. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> well, you know, we're the we're the old Nintendo players. That's so. true. We're the curmudgeons. We are the ones we're marketing to. This true. is what yes. we talked about in the yes. beginning. That is that is hey, true. Man. Yeah say that but if you look at youtube and all these other blogs and and podcasts about these guys who go out and play minecraft for hours i got a 10 year old and a 7 year old those guys got views of doing that sort of stuff so you know we can't turn away the kids who want to watch but maybe they need to make sure they kind of do like we have to used to do with beavis and butthead make sure your parents don't know that you're watching (laughs) that you know and just listen in so yeah, I, I think I was lucky. Uh, for me, it was just if I didn't use the bad language in front of other people, then I could continue to watch things that had such language. Nice. So mm. I got away with it because I, I was able to hold my tongue. My little brother, on the other hand. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Well, we are starting to get near the hour mark, which is our goal for these episodes. Um, is there anything else, guys, that you want to tell the world listening to Gamer Heroes for our first episode. Um, I'll start it with uh, keep tuning in. It's only going to get better. It's only going to get probably more crude. There's going to be more shitty jokes, or dad jokes, as you like to call them. Oh, yeah. There's going to be more crazy stuff happening. You've got three crazy personalities. (laughs) What can go right? (laughs) Well, and here's the other thing you need to need to keep in mind is that you've got three gamers that know each other only sort of well and haven't really discovered everybody's favorite game that maybe nobody else really likes. And so we're going to get some really juicy content <laughs> content and arguments in the near future, I'm quite sure of. So tune oh, in yeah. for that. Uh, we'll, we'll do a Halo episode, I'm sure, and that one I think will get a Halo 2 will rain. Uh, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Just dual yield. Just watch yeah, all the time. I'll, I'll just watch. <laughs> if I can't snipe you with my pistol from halfway across the map, what is the point? That's all we <laughs> had in the first game. Do you remember in the, in the, that level? That's all we had in the first Halo. It was just yeah. pistols. <laughs> I loved it. 
I like it. When I did climb my warthog uphill both ways, that was what it needed to be. We didn't need these newfangled dual wielding <laughs> mechanics. Needlers. No, you just you just dual yield the needler and you stand around a corner. Just Done. give me blood gulch, guys. Just give me blood gulch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All I need is blood gulch and a flag. <laughs> no, no. We're gonna have some content on here with uh, with us live streaming uh, games too, aren't we? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, we have a Twitch channel. You can find us at twitch.tv slash heroes podcasts. Um, and right now it's really just the Screen Heroes live broadcast, but we're going to start very soon uh, streaming games, PC games, console games, whatever we can get our hands on to stream appropriately. Um, so we'll, we'll definitely be having a good time with that. Kicking the shit out of each other. I even propose that when we get to an impasse in conversation through the channel that we solve it through a video game. <laughs> oh, I like, I like it. That. You know what I'm I saying? Like it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, winner, John winner take all. Games, yeah, he might whoop my ass more than more than I like, but that's okay. It's all in good fun. So. <laughs> well, the loser has to play the game that the winner chooses. Ooh, how about that? There you go. So you have to oh. play Halo Two with me a lot. Oh. <laughs> Both of you. <laughs> all right. All right. That that's for sure. All right, well, I think that's going to be it for us, guys. Be sure to check us out at heroespodcast.com. You can find us on all of these social medias, at Heroes Podcasts, and that's plural. And uh, we are going to be on iTunes and Google Play very, very soon. So you can catch this right now on the website. If you're listening, you're already listening. So, you know, what do you know? But we will be on iTunes soon, and we'll let you know when we're out there. Next week, we are going to stay up really late so we can bring you all of the latest and greatest news from the Nintendo Switch event happening in Japan. And I know I'm really excited about that. So we'll be uh, doing that one for you guys next week. New episodes every Friday right here on the Heroes Podcast Network. So thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you join us next week. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.